The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. They're incredible. I mean, I'm just not usually in awe of teams that much, but I just can't help being in awe of Barcelona Femini. Like, they're just incredible. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The OTB Brief with Deliveroo. Food, we get it. Good morning, we hope you're well. It is Tuesday the 6th of December. I'm John Duggan and this is the OTB World Cup Brief with Deliveroo as we bring you the latest from Qatar. So we'll know on Sunday week if last night's dazzling display by Brazil was a sign of something great or another false dawn 20 years after their last World Cup triumph. A 4-1 victory over South Korea. The Selecao playing amazing football in that first half. 36 minutes, four goals in the bag through Vinicius Jr., Neymar, Richarlison and Lucas Paqueta. Neymar back in the team after that ankle problem, scoring a very cheeky penalty. Richarlison's goal, the pick of the lot. He's got three goals now in the tournament. And Alisson had a couple of saves in the game, but you'd have to think that by the time they got to the second half, it was an exhibition. Uh, Korea scoring a consolation in the second half, but they were out on their feet, and you'd wonder once again about the time lapse and the difference and Brazil's ability to play that second string against Cameroon. And one of the interesting things about Brazil has been Chichi, the coach, has decided to give everybody a shot. Even the third choice goalkeeper, Weverton, came on for 10 minutes last night. Every single player in that Brazil squad has played at this World Cup. Really good for unity and obviously unfortunate for the likes of uh, Gabriel Jesus, who's now out of the tournament with a knee injury. He could be out for three months, which is potential implications for Arsenal's title race. But we're not going to worry about that until uh, St. Stephen's Day. Let's worry about the World Cup for the moment. So Brazil going to play Croatia now in the quarterfinals. What's he going to do on Friday afternoon, Chichi? Three o'clock kickoff. Is he going to play that attacking lineup with Casemiro and Lucas Paqueta? And yeah, not having Fred in the team. And are, are Croatia going to cause a much more uh, tougher examination for Brazil? Remember the 2018 finalists? They overcame Japan on penalties earlier in the day. Ivan Perisic, that equalizing goal was fantastic. Like once again, brilliant servant. Uh, only Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Zerdan, uh, Shakiri, and uh, Perisic have scored in three uh, successive World Cups. It was a spinning header that uh, equalised uh, against Japan, who'd been a better team in the first half, but their penalties were poor. Three spot kicks were saved by Dominic uh, Livakovic, who did very well in those spot kicks, but uh, the technique of those penalties is poor from Japan. They just looked tired. They looked a bit naive, Japan, yesterday. And Luka Modric, still the metronome at 37 years of age. What an incredible career he's had. And you never know, Croatia could shock Brazil on Friday, but you'd have to think that Brazil are favourites. Trust Roy Keane to steal the limelight in terms of the post-match analysis. Speaking on ITV after the Brazil-South Korea game, he was not happy with Brazil's dancing celebrations, which which he saw as excessive. I think that's really disrespecting the opposition. Well, because it's 4-0, because they're doing it every four, time. It's 4 and they're doing it every time. I don't mind the, the first kind of jig, whatever they're doing. It's the one after that. And then the manager getting involved with it. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not happy with it. I'm, I don't think it's good at all. Now, today, we have got Morocco against Spain at 3 o'clock in the first of today's two matches. The last 16 drawing to a close. By the end of the day, we'll know the make up with the quarterfinalists because there are penalties. And speaking of penalties, Luis Enrique has said that Spain have practiced 1,000 penalties since they lost on spot kicks to Italy at the Euros. That's the level of organisation that's going into this. They had 82% of the ball against Japan. They still lost the tic-a-taka. Can they be a bit more clinical with their use of the ball? Unai Simon, for example, the goalkeeper, he can be better than he was against Japan. Sergio Busquets is on the yellow. Alvaro Morata, as much as Spain and their attack is maligned, in comparison to their beautiful midfield. He has scored in every game. He scored three goals in the tournament so far. So that's 
a good sign for him. But could they play Ferran Torres and Marco Asensio instead? We'll have to wait and see. Morocco have only conceded one goal in the tournament. That was an own goal. They've lost only two of their last 42 games. Uh, in 1986 was the last time they reached the last 16. They only lost narrowly to West Germany, who re- ended up reaching the final. They're a physical team. Um, they've got, obviously, Ashraf Hakimi from Paris Saint-Germain as their star player, the right back. But also Yusuf uh, Nezri of Sevilla is a good uh, attacking option. So Morocco topped a group with Belgium, the world ranked number two side, and Croatia, the finalists of four years ago. So there are no mugs and they could uh, cause issues for Spain. But you'd have to think that on the balance of Spain getting a kick up their backside against Japan, that they'd be now primed to uh, get through this one. The winners of this game will face Portugal or Switzerland. So they kick off at 7 o'clock. Uh, Fernando Santos, he's got an issue, the coach, with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Did not like the way Ronaldo reacted to being subbed against South Korea. you got to think this guy is a problem because at Manchester United, you saw the interview, he sacked himself effectively from Manchester United. It is all about him. 37 years of age, an amazing player, one of the greatest players to play the game. You just wonder what the impact of Ronaldo has been in the Portuguese atmosphere and squad because... Um, you know, we'll have Santos now the bravery to drop him for this match with the Swiss. It'd be a big call if he does. Um, and we'll see, even see the captaincy script. Uh, we haven't seen much of Rafael Lau, for example. They were very good against Uruguay, but you just wonder about Ronaldo. Can Portugal win a World Cup with Ronaldo in this team? Um, the Swiss defensively decent against Brazil. Uh, they scored three against Serbia. Like Fabian Scher and Manuel Akanji, obviously very good at the back. Brie Lombolo can score goals. They beat Portugal in the Nations League earlier this year. Um, Portugal have had over 60% of the ball in their opening three games. So what I expect is a defensive display from the Swiss, as we saw against Brazil. But they'll obviously need to find something at the other end. This is a game that just says to me, uh, extra time and penalties potentially all over it. The OTB World Cup brief in partnership with Deliveroo, delivering matchday meal deals throughout the World Cup. Deliveroo food, we get it. So we now know it's going to be the Dutch against Argentina on Friday. Brazil against Croatia on Friday, England, France on Saturday night, and just Portugal, Spain, Switzerland, or Morocco to join them. Now, as always, we're on your radio on News Talk to talk more about the World Cup at 7 o'clock this evening. And we're back with the results and the analysis and the next installment of the OTB World Cup Brief. First thing tomorrow morning. We'll chat then. The OTB Brief with Deliveroo. Food, we get it.